Welcome to the Offshore Accountant Podcast. I'm Nick Sinclair and this is the go-to podcast if you're an accountant and looking to set up and build a high-performing offshore team for your accounting firm. Here you can learn how to complement your local efforts, grow capacity and deliver more to clients than ever before. Hear from experts who have done it already. Let's go. Tell us a little bit about your business and the history of it. All right. Well, Mike Mandeloff himself, uh, he is the CPA and founder of Mike Mandeloff CPA. Um, the firm itself has been around for over 20 years. He's been practicing accounting. I say practicing, but sounds like a doctor at this point, but he is a physician for our clients' books, right? Uh, so more than 20 years of experience. Uh, we are a full-service tax firm. We do tax prep, filing, payroll, and bookkeeping uh, with an additional focus on business and tax coaching. We like our clients to think of us as their mini CFO. We have specialized great team, team members here in each one of those areas in tax and accounting and payroll. And it's really a phenomenal um, little hidden gem for the community here. And we don't, we have a lot of clients here locally, but we have clients all through the US as well. Excellent, so give us an overview of your team structure. How many team members you got locally um, versus your offshore team um, and the types of roles that they're doing? Um, as I mentioned earlier, we do structure by specialization uh, within payroll, accounting and tax. Um, on payroll, Lorena oversees that. She's been here for over 10 years. Uh, she's actually, uh, we're in COVID-19 right now with that coronavirus response. And she's diligently reading as fast as she possibly can on all the new uh, updates and laws and how that pertains to our clients. Um, she works uh, directly hand in hand with the TOA rep, Michael, over there. Uh, on the accounting side, I'll pass the baton over to Evelyn to discuss that, uh, how she works with the team there. So uh, for the accounting side, uh, so it includes three team members locally, including me, Tan, and James. So basically we work and supervise um, four, mem four team members overseas. Uh, which is um, Rachel Rodaline Granet, and uh, the new member is Arena. So, um, so we we have the like uh, tracking list that lists out all the account accounting clients, which is we need to do like based on monthly, quarterly, or annually uh, bookkeeping side, and like we use that list to track out the like uh, how they do it. So, uh, and then we pass on to the team member, the TUA team member, and let them know that, okay, this, are uh, you ready to work on this month for this client? Yep. And then Excellent. for the tax department, we have mainly Tito and Johnny to do the tax, including the business side and personal side, and James too. Um, and um, we don't have any TUA. For, for now, we don't have any TOA team member in charge for the tax, tax department. 
just only three local uh, team members to work on that. Excellent. So does your business have a specialization or a niche or type of client that you look after? Yeah, we, we do. Right now, our focus is veterinarian and dental community. The, um, the two areas, there are accounting firms that work in those, in those arenas, but our firm specifically works uh, closely with small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, dental and veterinarian fit that market uh, like a glove, pun intended. <laughs> Excellent. And I've seen your website. It's very good. It's very, you can tell you're very specialized in this area. So tell us a little bit about the story of setting up an offshore team. What were the main motivations um, behind the business starting to go down and build a global team? Well, when you, when you think of outsourcing, uh, you know, the, the first, the first knee-jerk reaction is obviously the the money side. Um, if if all your if your only goal is to save money, there's ways you can do that, but it can put your your clients at risk and you can put yourself at risk on on your on your product, your name. There's a lot of different aspects you have to uh, monitor when you do that. So one of the one of the items we wanted to look at is making sure the skill set is there for what we need. Uh, more specifically, we're looking at uh, accounting and payroll. We haven't pivoted on the tax specific side yet, which is you know, we're, we're on a tax phone call. You would think taxes would have pivoted by now, but uh, making sure the skill set is matched. Uh, obviously, if it's going to cost more money, you know, it's not going to help anybody. So make sure there's um, financial rewards that you can pass on to the client to be more competitive. And one item we look at. Uh, we're in Houston, Texas, so there's always uh, redundancy is something we look at. We have, you know, the hurricanes and flooding that comes through here. So sometimes there might be a, an item that having a redundant office can be beneficial unless you like some weird chance you've run to a pandemic, which we're in, but it affects both offices equally. Excellent. So the large areas, I suppose, in summary, then was the specialized skill set. It was the cost savings, and then obviously having the redundancy or a, or a secondary location. Um, so, how? What was the process? Tell me about the process of getting set up um, with finding us to start with, and then how long did it generally take to get up and running? Evelyn, you might know some more information on the on the history of it. I do know. Um, the initial kickoff was is through a recommendation through another CPA firm. So maybe around one and a half month, I think. But like because it's I I know the uh, the initial setup they require a lot of like technology, so it takes time for both sides to get it up to get set up. So yeah, my answer should be one and a half month. Excellent. So for someone looking to set up an offshore team, what advice would you give them to move as quickly as possible? What would be the three most critical things that you would spend your time um, focusing on? Well, one area, we talked about skill set earlier, but if you can't communicate, it's going to be difficult. You know, they're obviously not working in the same office. So having the, the proper IT tools in place is a there's a huge gap you've got to make sure is filled first, uh, making sure they can work remotely and securely. Uh, secondly, we talked about the skill set, making sure 
it's clearly defined what skill level you need and that assists not just for your own needs to identify but also when you engage toa you, they're able to identify good candidates for that um, and then once you identify the skill set you know identify and communicate the workload uh, expectations and you know what are the results what are the expectations from the uh, from the team member Excellent. So if you had a word or a phrase to describe the value that the offshore team is providing you, what would it be? Uh, I think this question is specifically for me. So uh, because I'm like mainly in charge for like keep tracking on the uh, how it's doing with the team. So uh, I can give three um, words for that. It's going to be efficient, productivity and reliability. So um, most, uh, so for sure, at first, uh, when they first started, it takes time to learn, right? And uh, we had to guide, to guide them um, and like uh, make sure they follow the, that we're doing compatible with the, the, with the system that we run, we, we've been running for years. So, uh, but now they like really work independently and really rare to have a question to me and uh, or times or change regarding the uh, bookkeeping and accounting uh, knowledge. So uh, yeah, it's good. And uh, to me, uh, if, if, if keeping like that, we are looking forward to have um, growing number of the TOA team member in the future. Excellent. So. Do you, does the business overall have a people strategy mapped and what would you see the ratio of onshore to offshore being in the more medium to long term? I know that we're the, the you're asking like a on a ratio of team members. We'd look at more on a on a workload. If we look at it just strictly on to answer the question right now, you could almost argue it's one to one. Uh, in the future, if we were to look at it on a ratio perspective, maybe three to one. But honestly, we look at it on a workload perspective. As the workload increases, we expand the team. Okay, which sort of answers the next question with the year ahead. What is your plan to, with your offshore team, how do you plan to keep growing their capability and performance? So, yep, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head <laughs> as we grow more. And to be quite frank with you, the TOA team, uh, we said that they're efficient, productive, and reliable. They're also dependable. And with that dependability, we, we have confidence and faith that we can expand that team size as our client base and clients needs grow. Excellent. So the next question is really around um, management and what, what KPIs do you use to measure the success of the offshore team? So how do you gauge that they are successful in their roles? On the, on the KPI, the key performance indicators, We've actually adopted a whole new system and having this team has been sort of a leverage um, motivating factor to try to engage this new system. So we'll have more KPIs going in the, in the future. Right now we're using a tracking list. Uh, the tracking list one communicates what work needs to be done and we check on status through that tracking list. Uh, like I said, we have a new tool that we've implemented and it's going to expand on that KPI reporting. Like it, we're going to go from zero to a hundred miles per hour pretty quick. Excellent. So how has offshoring benefited your clients? 
uh, I can speak just from, from my side. I'm a business development manager here on recruiting new, new clients here. And I have no question that our team here locally um, can definitely depend on the team at TOA. So we've been able to in increase our, um, our client base with potential clients. Uh, it's been great. It's been very good. Excellent. So has, has having an offshore team given the team in Houston a more, I suppose, more time personally, given you more work-life balance? I'm confident that the team here has, has been able to enjoy the same level of that work-life balance you mentioned, even though that the, the client base and the client needs have increased. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without the TOA team. Excellent. And has the offshoring had an effect on the profitability to the firm? Emphatically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need to say more. So what one bit of advice would you give um, to your younger self if you were to do that? Uh, so one bit of advice to give to my younger self? I would say engage your team, the TOA team, earlier. Now, with that hand-in-hand, identify the different IT tools because they're going to be embedded. I mean, that is your, your DNA and how you communicate. And that, that relates not only on internal communication and workload processes, but how efficient and how effective you are to give those results to your clients. Excellent. If you were to give yourself one bit of advice um, from a personal aspect of life, what would that be? Uh, don't invest in Enron and do invest in <laughs> Apple. <laughs> <laughs> interesting but, one. Interesting one. <laughs> and, and, but um, uh, on your on your customer side and your client side, you you look at different aspects of what of what you're trying to do. You have visions, you have goals, you have strategies. But at the end of the day, your customer, your client. Uh, who and what your company is, is your team. And I'm, I'm proud to say that the team here locally and the team uh, within TOA, uh, our customer can look at our firm and uh, we, we, can, we can hold up our firm with pride. Excellent. So what is the biggest myth or objection you've heard about having an offshore team and is it true? On that one, when you hear about different offshoring, and sometimes there's even satire comedies about it. You call in an eight, uh, well, we're here in the States, so you call in an 800 number, the, the customer support number, and the communication is just a Greek tragedy. So communication is one of the big worry, worry areas. I mean, if the customer can't engage, we can't engage, and the communication just breaks down, it's hard to be effective, it's hard to be efficient. That is a concern we had early on, but uh, Evelyn, I'll let you, uh, how has been, how has your communication with the TOA team? So most likely with Zoom. So um, we almost every day have the daily conversation with them. Like if they have questions, they ask me, or like if I have any like um, the guidance or any work that needs to be assigned to them, I can tag them with Zoom too. And then sometimes we have a meeting with like the whole team. So me, James can give 
them some more um, instruction. So to do the book and to, to make sure the work they do like faster and more efficiently. Yeah, so most, the, most communication is through Zoom and then sometimes emails, but most likely Zoom. Excellent. So if any of our listeners wanted to get in contact with your business, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Our website is houston-tax-cpa.com. And all of our contact is there on the website. There's contact forms, there's email, phone number. Uh, our CPA, Mike, um, Mike has been phenomenal in developing the team here locally and engaging the team out uh, with TOA. Uh, his email address, you can contact him directly, is mike at houston-tax-cpa.com. Excellent. Well, thank you both very much for all of your knowledge that you imparted today. Well, thank you, Nick. And yeah. during the during the interview here, you probably noticed Evelyn referred to the TOA team many times by name. Yep. They're not just another uh, impersonable team on the other side of the globe. Uh, the culture definitely ties in. You're going to be working with them day in, day out. And uh, I think mm -hmm. we, we definitely made the right choice to go in with TOA. Yes. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think that's the key thing is it's really around – you know, they are your team. They're just sitting in another location and that location happens to be in the Philippines. So I definitely think that's a, a key point. So I appreciate both of your time um, going through that today. Beautiful. Um, Thank you for your time, Nick. I appreciate both the time Thank and good you. luck with everything that's going on and um, hopefully the world gets back to normal soon. All Amen right. to that. Stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, you too. Take care. To follow our podcast and get insights from leading accountants, simply visit theoutsourcedaccountant.com or visit iTunes or SourCloud and head to the Offshore Accountant Podcast. To connect with me personally, just look for my Twitter handle at Nick Q Sinclair or find me on LinkedIn at Nick Sinclair. Thanks and have a great day.